You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy. And finally, start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hello, you guys. Welcome to Project You with Cami Craig here today on episode 117. And I got two special guests with me today. Actually, if you are from the region of Northern Nevada and the state of Nevada and also our biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada, you guys will definitely know who I'm talking with. Uh, I'm sitting here today in front of Mike Richardson and my dear friend Dulce Draculich. Mike Richardson is the highest rated lender online in Northern Nevada. Google, Yelp, and Zillow. Um, that's kind of a big deal to me, Mike. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks, Cami, for having me. Really excited to get to sit down with you for a few minutes and just kind of chat about our world. I love it. And Dulce Draculich, a real estate mortgage expert for over the past 15 years I'm sitting with today. Also, my maid of honor, no bias she marks at all. How are you? Hi, Cam. Thanks for having us. Of course, girl. Um, well, you guys, thank you so much for being here uh, with me today. It's always nice to uh, reach out to people in our community that are for our community. And before we are on the mic, um, we are actually all talking and as Bay Equity, which is your company, which I should introduce as well, what is Bay Equity? Uh, Bay Equity is a mortgage company that specializes in residential mortgages and we're right in downtown Reno. Awesome. And we were talking and what separates a mortgage company like Bay Equity or a gym like Cami Craig Fitness uh, from everyone else because we are, we are in a very populated area. And I think that we both came up with uh, the community work that we do. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So since I got in the business, I've always, you know, said I got to practice what I preach. And it really comes down to if we're going to be a community lender, then we need to be part of the community. So a cornerstone of our business is being super involved with local nonprofits, whether we're picking up trash at the park or we're sponsoring a golf tournament, whatever it is, we really like to be involved with our community. That's right. And uh, 10 years ago, I opened up CCF, and I'll never forget my financial advisor that was speaking to me on a, on a business level when we were creating everything. And he goes, honestly, Kim, how are you going to be any different than any other gym in this, in this city? And uh, the first thing that came to me was my, was my giving heart, which was my philanthropy that is inside of us. And it takes a very special person to, to have that um, uh, collective whole that makes I think of a, a truer business entrepreneur and and so when I'm sitting back looking at you guys and, and knowing that we do that in that on our shell I get excited watching people like you um, because not only are you helping people buy their homes you know and 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 get past all the hustle and bustle of the the bubble and the and the housing crash that that we're talking about the three the great recession almost what 2007 2008 mm -hmm. um, and going into this uh, inflation uh, it, it makes me feel good and I'm only one person to know that I would be sitting in front of a desk 
uh, with Mike or Dulce or anyone on your team and know that they are real humans going through their own story, which I caught on your guys' website, you know, and then also that you are for our community. Yeah, absolutely, Cam. And uh, before I went into loans, I was in real estate. I got my real estate license uh, at the pretty much at the crash at, in 2008. And I really, during my time as a realtor, really pushed my team to uh, volunteer in the community, reach out to the community, because in a sense, you know, loans, real estate, it's a people business. And we just wanted to connect with people, and I think the, a great way to do that is to um, give back to the community. I agree. Uh, when you guys are thinking about and strategizing on how you're going to continue to stay on the front side of the wave, not only at Bay Equity, but within the community, what do you guys come up with? What's like the top two things, top three things that you like doing here? Uh, for me, I have three kids. Uh, Sophia is seven, Rona Neva, they're both four. Uh, so for me, I'm really passionate about helping uh, local nonprofits that have to do with children. And so we're actively involved with Renowned Children's Hospital. Uh, a few years back, um, my youngest daughter had a, uh, like a mysterious illness uh, with her liver. And so she had to be care flighted to Stanford Children's Hospital where she spent two weeks there. And that was because of a great partnership that Renown has with uh, Stanford. Uh, Lucille Packard is what it's called. And, you know, once we got through that ordeal and she's made a full recovery, um, I said, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I can to try and make sure that my efforts and everything that I want to do with the community really helps impact our local hospital. Because although we have this great relationship with Stanford, it would be awesome if we could keep growing our you know, regions, medical care, and really start attracting these, you know, liver doctors or whoever it is that we have to fly out of, out of Reno to go see. So why don't we do whatever we can to raise as much money for our local children's hospital so that maybe one day we can have a liver doctor so that people don't have to go through what we went through. So really involved with all kinds of, you know, children's nonprofits uh, because it's near and dear to my heart. And I know it's, you know, something that's really important to a lot of other people in our community as well. I love it. I... I often think about how people have to reach out and go, like you said, to go to UC Davis or go to Stanford and stuff. And and so um, people like you are the reason why um, why things can change in our community. And, and, and I know Mike doesn't want to hear that a lot, and he wouldn't say that a lot about himself, right? But that's how change happens is because of your heart and, and those experiences that you have. So um, I, I just know that, the, that our listeners right now are going to uh, be thankful to you and not only being just a lender and an entre entrepreneur and a real estate expert, but you guys care about other people. And that's what makes someone feel good on the other side of the desk, that they have a heart and they have a spirit. And that's what I tell people all the time. It's not just about making money. You know, it's just not about being educated. It's not about being in the know and being the who's who. You know, it's actually about having a, a heart and a spirit to make a change in this world that we're in right now. Um, so with that being said, and Mike Richardson having a, a sincere uh, love for kids, still say, what do you have a love for in our community? Well, I mean, I'm the same. I, I'm a mother, and what's near or dear to my heart are kids, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm also a, uh, a volunteer CASA, which is a court-appointed special advocate. So I basically advocate for foster children. And that has been brought me a lot of joy, and working with these kids has just been amazing. 
And I, I also work with, um, last year I took a trip to Africa with Think Kindness, and we volunteered at an orphanage, and that was uh, uh, mind-blowing too. So, and I will definitely be going back this yeah. year. In- impactful to yes, you. Yes, very impactful, yeah. very um, eye-opening, and yeah, yeah. It, it's a great organization, and I can't wait to go back. Uh, one thing that I learned from um, JP, Pinocchio's, right? Um, I was telling him all these things that I wanted to do, that, and I was younger in, in my profession. And he goes, Kim, why would you want to do those things here in our own community? And I was like, oh, you know, dagger in the heart. And I was like, you're so right. He's like, we need so much help. We need people like you to do in those things here. You know, we need the garbage picked up here. We need help at the hospitals. We need all, all the things, you know? And so um, it, it makes sense that you guys want to do a lot here in our community. And again, I know that everyone's so thankful. Um, turning the page a little bit and cranking it a little bit differently right now. Uh, from your website that I was looking over, you said that many people think that they cannot afford to buy a home, but they are gladly surprised when that's not the case. Again, taken from your uh, from your website, what are the top three things that make a potential buyer to, um, to have this become their reality? And I, I asked that because these are questions that I was being asked earlier when I, when I said that I was going to go uh, interview with Mike Richardson and Dulce Draculich. Yeah, great, great question. There's a big misconception in our, in our industry that you have to have 20% to buy a home. Um, if that were true, then you know a lot of people would never be able to afford to buy a home. So thankfully, there's tons of programs out there that l- allow you to get a home with as little as zero down if maybe you're a veteran or maybe you want to live in rural Nevada. Uh, There's also great uh, loans out there through both Fannie, Freddie, and FHA that allow borrowers to put down as little as 3% or 3.5%. So really, you don't have to have that 20% down to to buy your first home. Um, You know, you asked for what are three things. The other thing that people need to, you know, start working on if maybe they want to buy a house in a year is start paying down debt. If you start chipping away at debt that you have, that's going to be twofold, which is going to go into the third thing that you need to worry about, uh, which is working on your credit. So if you have your credit cards and let's say you have a $10,000 limit and you've got $9,000 on that card, that's a 90% utilization rate. And what that does is that could drop your score as much as 100 points. So if you work diligently, whether it takes you a few months or a year to try and get your credit to where you have at least a 30% utilization or less with 20% or less ideal, that can make your score go up about 100 points. So doing little things right now even if you're not ready to buy a house for a year, can really set you up for success because one, it'll help you be able to afford more home because we look at your debt to income ratio, which is a a function of all the debt on your credit report plus your expected future house payment. So we have thresholds for those with the different loan types that we offer. And if you can work on getting your debt down, that'll help you one, buy more house, but two, help your credit score up, which ultimately helps you get a lower rate and therefore a lower monthly payment. Ooh, that's good. Credit got my attention right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people are living in this uh, in this world right now. So credit's going to be a thing, and you guys are probably seeing a lot of that. So on the flip side of what Mike Richardson was saying, they'll say, "What makes your business so unique?" After you hear those top three things that that you guys are going to bring to the table. Well, I believe Cami, what makes our company so unique is from other lenders is that we don't sell rates; we sell service. We really connect with our clients. We really dig in and find out um, what it takes for them to be able to purchase a home in this market. Um, we're not just going to you know, take your credit report, take your application, and send you out the door. We really dig in 
And if you're not ready to buy a home right now, you know, we'll put you on the right path for a purchase, whether or not, you know, it's in a couple months or in a year. We, we don't give up on you. You're our clients for life. Yeah. And, and you know what? And that's how the recession started was they were just giving out and handing out loans. Right. Exactly. And, then, mm-hmm. and, and then it was wrong. And we all know that and, and, and the mortgage companies and also those real estate agents and whoever else is involved, they went down. And I know a lot of them that did. They're friends. And I was like, what? And I don't think they really understand the ma- understood the magnitude of what was going on. So to hear you say this now, I think that anyone that's listening that wants to borrow money or wants to buy a home or do any of the things, they must know that the people that they're sitting in front of are trustworthy enough that they have great character, you know, morals, and, and, and integrity to the business to make sure that they're leaving here comfortable within that, you know, loan base. Because when I was buying a home, no one told me about, oh, okay, no one told me about the, the outstanding uh, expenses I was going to have, which was going to be my utilities, right? In this region, in this uh, neighborhood, it, this is pretty much average for water and power and all those things. Where you hear, I hear the younger people all the time, oh, it's going to be this much. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that that's what you do because that was just my experience. Because um, my mortgage was X plus this. So if you're sitting here, Mike, on my side, I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that this is your budget. But you're out of budget because I'm just thinking about the extra things that comes along with the home. Exactly. And what I always tell everyone is just because you can doesn't mean you should or that you necessarily want to. So my job is not to try and force you into a specific loan type or make you take out a higher loan or do this, that, or the other. My job is to be your trusted advisor, give you all of the information so that you can make an informed decision. And then whatever you ultimately decide to do, there's no rush on my end. So whatever it is you want to do, we'll make it happen because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to live with that payment going forward. That's right. And also on the other side, just take me for instance, um, you say the same thing that you did. I feel better. And at the end of the day, it's a feeling. What If I left and you were pushing me and selling me and doing all stuff, I'm going to leave here probably feeling icky and like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. You know, and so for you to be calm and very collect and very, and very straightforward with those answers, that allows me to leave here and maybe in three months, the, the, the education that you had given me on, on my credit, right? Three months, six months, nine months, I'm able to call you back because you gave me so much time. Is that what you're talking about with your service? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I just recently had a client who needed to <clears throat> work on his credit and pay down some debt. And, you know, he wasn't ready right now. And sometimes the answer is, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And here's the path to do it. And I'm yes. going to check in on you every every 30 days or so to make sure that, you know, how you're progressing. And, you know, my client was super grateful for that. He said, thank you so much. I've never had, uh, I didn't have a lender that actually told me I needed to do all of this. So, you know, I'm really grateful that you put me on this path to know what I can do in the future. I love it. Well, I would think out of the gate, Bay Equity is uh, just obviously from knowing you and and Mike that, yes, you guys are powerhouses in the community, but now sitting here with you and realizing just a little bit more um, services, everything, you know, because I think anyone can sell a loan and to make it happen. 
how many people do you guys know that are in the industry, mm-hmm. your own Lots. industry? Lots. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no one wants to be sold anything. You know, I'm in sales, but I hate being sold to, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my clients never feel like they're being sold. Again, I want to make sure they feel like they have all the information at you know their discretion so they can make an informed decision. And with me, I always strive to make it so that every single client I work with always walks away feeling like I was or they were my only client. So whether you're a $100,000 condo loan or a $5 million loan up at the lake, those are both real world examples from last year, I really wanna make sure that you feel like I'm in your corner and it doesn't matter what your loan type is, what your loan size is, I wanna make sure that you get exactly what you were looking for when we first sat down. Uh, also something on the other side as a client and a borrower, someone could feel very intimidated by someone like you too. Um, they could feel they could feel embarrassed by someone like you too because you guys are gathering personal information. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, talking just, I, mean, I talk to hundreds of people all the time and that has come up a lot mm-hmm. where they don't even want to go through the process again of buying a home and they would rather rent because they know they can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so what do you do with someone like that if you come across, you know, come across someone like that? I mean, you just make them feel comfortable with their situation and just let them know that they're not the only ones going through that. Um, and just, you know, everyone has their has their things that they're going through in life and it's we all have the same experiences and you just got to make them feel like they're not alone. Exactly. And, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We've all forgot to pay a credit card. We've all maxed out credit cards. We've all done these things. And so for me, it's always just trying to relate with my customers and let them know like, hey, you're not the only one going through this. We've all been here and this is what you need to do to get where you want to be. So again, you might not qualify today, but it might be three, six, 12 months from now. As long as you follow the, you know, the guidelines that I'm going to lay out for you and you stick to it and I hold you accountable, we'll get you where you want to be. I love it. Okay, so this is, you guys have to catch this, whoever wants to answer, but is America becoming a nation of renters? And if so, has it or is it becoming um, um, a negative impact for you and your business? So I think locally we have some of the highest rent per capita. Obviously we've seen house prices go up you know, pretty quickly and pretty drastically the last few years. A lot of that stemmed from COVID and people realizing that they didn't necessarily want to live in the big cities anymore. Maybe they didn't want to live in California. And for a lot of people and my clients specifically, they realize that their employer, whether it be like Facebook or Snapchat or any company uh, that's you know in the Bay Area, they've realized that they're gonna let them live anywhere and work from home and make probably the same amount of money they were making in California and make it so that they can have a lower cost of living here comparatively to the Bay Area, maybe not pay so much in taxes. And I think that although, you know, it is harder to qualify for a home today because houses have gone up in value, rates are increasing at a pretty, you know, decent click here over the last few months. I would say that again, because of all the programs that are out there that a lot of people just don't know exist where you could put as little as 0% down or maybe 3% down, I would say that it still is a great time to try and get away from thinking that you're stuck as a renter because there's lots of programs out there that can help you break the cycle of renting and start you know, investing in your own future. Absolutely, I, I love that. And 
of course, I have a lot of friends like you guys, and you guys are the reason why I'm a little bit more educated on this, but what does our inventory look like right now in, in, in just this region? Because just yesterday, I heard a girl tell me that she is renting, and she has no desire to um, pick up a house because there's nothing out there. Is yeah. that true? That's true, Cam. I mean... Uh, the inventory is low, and that is an issue that buyers are running into at this moment. Um, you know, Reno's becoming growing, becoming very popular, and like Mike was saying, you know, a lot of people are coming over here from the Bay Area. Um, cost of living is lower. Um, yeah, and that is that is fact. That's you know, true. my my joke, my Kent will say is, I'm like, or people, this woman asked me, she goes. So what's the population in Reno? I'm like, I really don't know. But if you look around and you see all high rises and all all the apartments going up, we know that we are we're pretty rad right now. We're pretty popular. But it also that's what got me to ask that question. So I'm like, oh my gosh, is this just Reno, Nevada? That is a renters. Uh, population or is it really just everywhere yeah people are really yeah. wanting to come here and set set down roots you know we're, we've gotten away thankfully from being a gaming community and I think our local government did a great job in realizing that we can't just put all of our eggs in that basket as we learned through the great recession and the crash that we had and from those ashes we've now turned into the back office of Silicon Valley so we're a mm -hmm. data center we're a we're a distribution center um, you know we're, we're a hub for a lot of companies that want to bring their company here have a great presence and therefore bring you know a lot of people to come live here and i think yeah we're the biggest little city but really the secret's out you know people finally realize we're not reno 911 we're not this <laughs> we're not vegas's you know uh you know little sister or whatever we're not yeah. a gaming town we've got a lot to offer we've got a vibrant food and beverage scene we've got a river that runs through our town you know i've been all over the country there's very few cities that have an actual river that flow through them where there's bars and restaurants and stuff to do so that's cool and obviously we all rely on the fact that we're reno tahoe you know yeah. tahoe's 30 to 60 minutes away depending on where you are so i think it's a great thing and when people go oh my gosh it's so expensive to live here and you know we're turning into california i i don't think that's true at all you know i think we were very lucky for the last five to 10 years and that our house prices were lower than they probably should have been. And yes, they've gone up. Again, our median home price right now for Reno Sparks is in the high 500s. I think it just came out at 575. Again, that's nothing compared to most counties in California. And obviously everyone that's moving here from California, they recognize that yeah. and they're not slowing down on wanting to move here. So I think change is good. Yeah, it's not the good old Nevada that we all grew up with and things have changed, but I think the change has been for the better. And if you embrace that, then that's just going to make this place an even better place to live and raise a family. I do too. You guys are awesome. All right, so I'm their spokes model today. Um, my name is Kim Craig. Bay, I work for Bay Equity. No, I'm kidding. I'm just going to tell you that I love you guys even more just sitting here because I'm thinking myself on the other side. Anyone that wants to buy, um, now I just heard that you know a lot about Reno, Nevada. That you didn't come over from California or Louisiana and just post up shop and you know have this high rise deal. You guys are locally from Reno and just listening to you and how passionate and how your eyes lit up about you know a river running through it and all these bars and and you probably know a lot about the school district. You know, in 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 um, obviously our government pushing us away from the gaming industry into this like more family oriented but yes baby sister to Silicon mm. Valley right but um you guys bring another service to me as a borrower or to someone and that is being um locally raised 
I think, because I just heard you uh, very passionately. So that's my little push on Bay Equity and what they have to offer. Um, how have you implemented an effective system into your business? When I walk through here, you guys, um, no one can see where we're at because this is not a video podcast, but the vibe that I got here walking in was creative, fun, exciting, kid-friendly. And I was actually shocked, Mike, uh, um, not because I didn't think that you could do it, but uh, <laughs> you're doing it, dude. And um, anywhere, I, we're all parents, uh, mama one, mama two, mama three, or dad of three. Do you have three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. Um, but I think it's very kind of you to have a, have an office that is is kid friendly and that has an office where, where, where it's very welcoming because uh, these days everyone's really rude. They got places to be and it's stiff and it's very hospital like and I don't like it. And so I'm having a blast just sitting here with you guys. So anyways, I saw a few offices out there. What have you done to build this team and make it so effective? Yeah, we, we really tried to make a place that's warm and inviting. You know, mortgages are scary. They're boring. No one really wants to get a mortgage, uh, right? You guys are intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we sell a debt that no one wants, but everyone has to have, right? It's the ultimate dream to have a home that you can call your own, right? Yeah. So we wanted to make an office that was warm and inviting and, and really, like you said, kid-friendly. And the reason that I sought out Bay Equity uh, was because they were family owned and operated and their values are really family first. And so as a parent and you know, as a dad, it was important to me to align myself with a company that puts family first. And so uh, ironically enough, a few months back, we closed a loan for a children's author. His name's Ari Chung. He's amazing. And he has written two children's books and you can find them on YouTube where he actually reads them to you and your children with the illustrations that he's also done. And you can find his books on Amazon. But what was great was after we closed Ari's loan, I said, hey, I had so much fun getting to know you and work with you and talk with you and share all the stories because I'm super intrigued by what you do for a living. Would you be able to, after you get settled into your new house, come back to the office and do a reading with all of uh, you know the children of everyone that works here? And he said, absolutely. So a few months ago, he came sat around probably 30 children on the ground, read his books to the children, drew with them, uh, let them tell stories with him back and forth. And it was just one of the coolest things that I've ever been a part of uh, because it was so much fun to just watch this guy who, you know, his, his side of the business, and I guess you could say his brain is a little bit different than my side and what I do for a living. You know, I, I'm, I'm sitting at a desk all day working in spreadsheets and loan operating systems and calculating numbers. And he's over here, you know, being an artist and drawing all these amazing children's books and coming up with these awesome stories. So it was really cool to kind of connect the two of us together. And I think that's what I love most about my job is that I get to run into the most fascinating people along the way. Um, But for him specifically, it really tied in nicely to, you know, like you said, the vibe that we've tried to create here at the office, which is really family first and just making it warm and inviting. And I'll I'll go along with that, Cam. Um, I'm going to pump up Mike here. But (laughs) when I decided to make a career change from real estate to loans, um, you know, this was obviously the only place I was going to go. Not, you know, I've been friends with Mike forever and it's just like the, the, like he said, the environment and the atmosphere he's created here is, is just top notch. And everyone here is a family too. I feel like all the, all our LOs that work here, our processors, we all act like family. We're all one big family. We all try to support each other and our kids. And, um, yeah, I think that environment 
also is reflective of how we are. Absolutely. And how we communicate with each other. Well, and think about your younger self 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, and, you know, we never can get rid of, rid of truly the gossip and the drama. I mean, we live in it in America every day, right? And then you live it closer and closer to home. But what a more mature entrepreneur and business person does is they extract themselves from what was holding them back. And I know that all three of us have been a part of, you know, some dramatic experience or gossiping experience that 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 has made fire, you know. And so I love that you say that because another thing that Bay Equity does without a shadow of a doubt with you saying that and knowing the vibe that I got in here and everything that I've collected um, is that you guys are doing your best to stay here you know with your people and stay stay grounded and not and not um you know be dominating or so um intimidating as a boss you know and so then you have more equal parts and then you guys are a running system together because you've been there done that 10 years ago probably 20 years ago you know in the industry i don't know how many times people come into the gym and tell me that their day excuse my language effing sucks because of this guy and this girl and this and this and so to find a place where you knew that you were making a career change and you didn't have to don't say you didn't you were just fine you're doing great but and then to choose something like this also gives uh, more rapport for someone sitting on the other side they don't know that but I promise you when they walk in it was my first time um, they're gonna feel it so congratulations on making that thing happen, Mike and Dulce. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to have Dulce here. Like she said, we've been friends for a long time and it's cool that we get to now work alongside each other. It's pretty rad. I love it. The world just keeps showing up, doesn't it? Um, okay, so this is off lending and off uh, real estate and off everything, but the big talk these days is cryptocurrency. And I want to know if you two are involved in cryptocurrency and would you advise someone uh, and I say this because last week um, someone said that they just have to get involved in cryptocurrency so they can um, so they can make their uh, what do they say their credit report better. And it kind of I didn't want to fight with them, but I was like, um, is that gonna help? So I don't know if people really know what crypto is, but what's up, you guys? Yeah, crypto is you know obviously everywhere. It's it's the hot new topic. Uh, you know, a lot of our clients are using crypto. Uh, to, to grow their portfolios, uh, just like anything that's tied to our government, you know, it unfortunately takes a long time for them to catch up. And so Fannie and Freddie and all the other entities that oversee mortgage guidelines, they've been really slow to adopt the use of crypto for assets and stuff like that. So although there are specific loan types out there that recognize crypto, uh, it's still very much, um, you know, something that is you know, being talked about heavily and, and really needs to develop more into a viable resource for people. Because right now, you know, the, the whole idea behind crypto is that it's it's a decentralized currency, right? Well, in mortgage world and underwriting guidelines, we need to know where that money came from, how it got there, you know, where it went, etc. We have to paper trail everything. Well, that goes against everything that cryptocurrency stands for. So although there's great apps out there like Coinbase or whatnot that, you know, you can track your initial investment and see what it looked like when you pulled it out. Um, you know, not all of them are, are that easy to use and extract information from. So it can present a, you know, a problem if it's not something that we know about upfront. And we do have a couple investors that are really great with it, but for the most part, there's a lot that aren't. So I'm really excited to see how cryptocurrency keeps growing with respect to the mortgage industry because it's obviously not going to go away. Ooh, 
That's fascinating. That's amazing. Um, so there was a little bit of truth in what that woman was saying. I don't know if it helps your credit, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're investing in crypto companies and they're offering debt, ask, then maybe. To be, to be fair, you guys do ask all the questions. You're like, where did this X amount of money come from? Oh, yeah. In paper trail. Everything. Oh, yeah. If there's yeah. an A, there has to be a B. And yeah. that's probably the most difficult part of our job. But, you know, we have an awesome tool that allows us to simplify that as well. That's great. Um, okay, so as a, a lot of people are, they're self-employed, right? And there, there's a lot of talk out there that there's all these game-changing loans out there for someone like me and all this self-employed. What do you got to say uh, to all those people? I would say it's probably harder to qualify as a self-employed borrower now more than ever because once we went into COVID, it was obviously a huge... Uh, you know, period of uncertainty. And so what happens with guidelines is they tighten based on risk. And so everything we do is risk-based. And so if you're self-employed, obviously your business was probably impacted harder than other, you know, companies or maybe other um, clients that we had that were W-2'd, right? That worked for a corporation or whatnot. So I would say anybody that actually, you know, buckled down, went through the process of getting a mortgage and came out the other side with keys in hand, uh, you should be applauded because I think it was probably about three times harder to qualify for a mortgage as a self-employed borrower all through 2020 and now, you know, looking backwards at 2021. Um, but I think that that dark period is behind us Good. and I'm starting to see the guidelines loosen up again uh, to where they were before, uh, which is great because, man, we really had to put those self-employed borrowers through the ringer and not because we wanted to, but because that's what the guidelines wanted us to do. So, you know, it, it was pretty difficult for a while, but I would say as long as you have your business, you know, uh, documents in order and that your business has hopefully rebounded from COVID, then you probably have just as good a chance of qualifying for a loan as anyone else. Absolutely. And in situations like that, would you guys ever be, on, be in a position where you could suggest a private lender? Uh, to them, or do you always stand back from something like that? Yeah, I mean, there's always somebody out there that's willing to give anybody money, right? So yeah. there are what are called qualified mortgages, which is what we deal with, which are traditional mortgages like Fannie, Freddie, FHA, VA, etc. There's also non-QM mortgages, non-qualified. Those are off the cusp. Those are for people that maybe don't have the perfect credit score. Maybe they can't prove income through their tax returns, but they have a lot of deposits that hit their business bank statements, or maybe they're two years out of a foreclosure, whereas you know some of the loan types want you to be four or seven years removed. There's always somebody out there that is willing to help you get into a home, but that comes with a price. So right now, average interest rates, let's say, are in the fives. If you go off the cusp and try and go for a non-QM mortgage, you might be looking at rates in the seven, eight, nine, 10, 12% range, and they might come at a pretty hefty cost up front. But for some people, it's a means to an end, right? So they do whatever they can to get into that property. Whenever they get their ducks in a row, that foreclosure has been seized seasoned or maybe their credit score gets increased or whatever it is, then they can always come back to us and get a traditional mortgage. But we don't deal with the non-QM mortgages. We usually just refer them out. And for me, it's it's such a small subset of the population that's really looking for that nowadays um, that I would rather just be an expert in the traditional mortgages that we offer and then just refer out the rest. Cool. So staying at home. Correct. Just doing what you're good at. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dulce, how have you discovered your purpose in your business, especially making this career change that you have here at Bay Equity? Gosh, the purpose in my business. Um, well, I think the purpose in my business is, you know, I get to provide for my family and I get, making the career change from real estate to loans was, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, you know, a huge difference, right? Because it's kind of in the same industry, in the same realm. 
but you know I get to be in an industry that was new and challenging for me and um, you know as a realtor I kind of had <laughs> almost had no idea this side of the business and now that I'm on this side it's been really eye-opening and enlightening so um, yeah I guess you know as far as my purpose in this business it's just been amazing to to find my footing Love it. In lending. That's great. Now, everything that you know now here from Bay Equity, could you, not that you're going to go back, but could you go back and be a better realtor? Or Oh, they, yeah. Probably, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that could be good good things for future realtors, right? To get to know your lender a little bit more. Yeah. What they think and do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I always joke with everyone if they yeah. want to come, you know, and I'm being serious too. If you ever just want to come sit with us and learn what we do on our side of the business, yeah. you know, like Dulce said, I think it would be really enlightening for everybody to kind of see what happens on this side of the coin well and and then you're just more involved in what you're doing how many times have people signed the dotted line and then they walk away and they really don't know what they signed you know to be fair you can you can do just as much as as you're doing right here but I think it's I think it's awesome for someone like you guys to have the time um, to be able to educate other people on exactly what they're doing and what they're getting into um, but with that being said, you guys, I think that we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, we are going to do future episodes. We were talking about maybe even quarterly, uh, coming back with Mike Richardson and Dulce Draculich here in Reno, Nevada at Bay Equity. I, I do just want to capture, uh, one big thing that I've, that I've sat here and witnessed with my very own heart and eyes is that they are community driven. They are not so uh, selfish and just providing for themselves. Um, but it, but if anything, you guys are providing for, for um, our community and that means a lot because if there was not people like you, change would not happen. So thank you guys so much for sitting down with me today and also talking to um, everyone out there that's listening to Project U. This is my time to please ask you if there is anyone that is in an adverse moment in buying a home, in an adverse moment of knowing what to do with their credit or um, figuring out if they're going to continue to rent for the rest of their lives, um, I know that Mike and I know that Dulce are here in a phone call away. Is that right? Um, even just to talk, uh, talk a little bit and educate you. And um, I know that because I know their two hearts. But I know that's all also as a as an entrepreneur myself when I sit with people okay I have this couch Mike that's my <laughs> office and um, people always tell me like is that a new client and I'm like I don't know and they're like wait what you just sat there for 65 minutes the whole time that they were and leaving and you don't know if that's your client not at all but it felt amazing to sit there and and give them what hopefully what they needed a fraction of what they needed you know, and, and, and like we've talked about before, if they come back, then it's that's a whole new, a whole nother blessing. So anyways, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to get to sit down with you. And like you said, maybe get back together in a few months or whatnot and do it again. Yeah, I love that. And then if we can get any feedback um, in a quarterly episode with Bay Equity, Mike Richardson and Dulce Draculich, please contact me at my email, cami at camicraigfitness.com. Give me and Mike and Dulce your suggestions. Until next time, you guys, see ya. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.